It's the Ruben J show. Uh, Ruben J here in the studio. Excited for this conversation here. You know, every now and then I find myself scrolling on on TikTok. And let me uh, just adjust the cameras real quick here because I have the wrong camera setting. Here we go. This is what I like. Uh, I, every, this is TikTok friendly. For anyone who watches the video, you'll see what, what just happened here. I'm not going to start over. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, you know, every now and then I find myself scrolling on TikTok. And, uh, you know, every so often TikTok will, will recommend a live video for you to watch. And most of the times I just skip it because I'm like, eh, whatever. It's just another, another person battling or doing whatever. Uh, but every so often you find somebody who has a guitar or they're behind their keys and they're playing music and they're singing and it's usually a mixed bag. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. It's hardly ever in between. And I was on TikTok uh, probably about a month ago or so and my guest was was performing some country songs and I had to stop and listen because it was that good. So uh, welcome to the Ruben J Show, Miss Kaylin Saws. Kaylin, welcome. Thank you so much, Ruben. Thank you. I'm excited to be chatting with you because I, you know, I'm an old man uh, <laughs> relative to TikTok and what social media is these days. Um, you know, I grew up with YouTube being the big way that people made it in the music industry. Like It was like yes. American Idol was a thing for a while and yes. then YouTube. Uh huh. Now it's TikTok. Like, if you can go viral on TikTok, you can make a good living putting music out and, and all that stuff. And you're the second artist that I've gotten from TikTok to say yes to a podcast. That's awesome. Back in the day, it used to be that YouTubers were begging to be on a podcast or radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so thank you for for doing that. And I I want to start out this conversation because I don't know you from Adam. I I read a little bit of your bio. Um, but I, I know nothing about you except that you mm-hmm. play some great music. You've released some good music as well. Um, so I want to start in the beginning. Like, what got you into country music? Because I, I feel like, I feel like these days, in order to get into country music, your mom or dad had to have gotten you into country music. So, yeah. what, what got you into country music? And tell me a little bit more about like your your origin of of playing music. Yeah. So. I grew up listening to a very wide variety of music. Um, My dad loves just about everything. Um, But we did listen to country. And when I started, when I started this, so I started back in 2016. I had just graduated from high school and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I just really felt called to, to do music. I felt like I'd been given this gift in that I want to use it. And so, but it's, it's crazy how the, the journey has transformed because starting out, I was just starting to write songs too in 2016. And so I was trying to figure out like where I fit as an artist. And I ended up recording um, like a five song record in Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from. And it was kind of like this more R&B feel to it, honestly. And I think after that, it was when I was like, no, like this isn't, what I'm going for. I really feel like country, pop country, like that is where I fit. And so it's like all the pieces came together, especially from growing up and just like being influenced by it as well. So it is crazy how it's transformed. But I, when I made that decision, it was like everything just kind of started falling into place. It was like, okay, this is where I fit in. This is where I belong. So. You know, you have, you know, I was listening to some of your original music uh, earlier, 
and uh and then on, i think it was thursday night you were on tiktok and you were playing some covers and i was listening to your voice and i was just like man this she has like the perfect sound for country you know like you could probably pull off some rock and roll you you probably <laughs> do well in pop but your tone is just it just screams like 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 it's a modern version of like like if you take a little bit of dolly parton a little bit of old school taylor swift mm-hmm. and maybe uh maybe when kelly clarkson does a little bit of her country and you mix it all together that's kind of what i hear in your voice thank you um, i'm also tone deaf so i don't know if that tells you <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know so that's that's what i was thinking of as i was listening to this music did did you have anybody kind of guide you in that direction or was it just simply this just feels right for me this going down this country road feels a little bit more no, no pun intended uh feels a little, <laughs> more, uh, a little more appropriate for for what i like and how i feel yeah and um my mentor, he taught me how to play guitar. So in 2016, I was like, I played piano before, but I was like, uh, I can't just like take my keyboard to gigs. You know, I was like, it's a lot heavy. I mean, I can, but I was like, I really want to learn guitar. And so he ended up teaching me. And um, I feel like he also influenced me as well, like kind of helped affirm that decision too. He was like, yes, like this is where you belong. And I think I just needed someone to say, like yes or something like just to help affirm it so yeah for sure i totally get that and i I think that you know a lot of time and actually i'm working with somebody not working i shouldn't say working it's not an official like working relationship but it's like a you know it's another tiktok person who i'm planning on interviewing down the line and um you know the thing with people people assume that like if just because you're on tiktok that you have a team of people who are guiding you and like you know directing every decision and helping you and, and some people do and some people their parents jump in and help and you know sometimes they help, have a friend that kind of helps book stuff or whatever but you know this person has 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 nobody to bounce ideas off of so they started yeah. bouncing ideas off of me and i'm like yeah i'll totally like call me anytime like i'm, I'm totally like, i'm down for that i love i love doing it um uh, but it's interesting how outside voices can sometimes help you make a decision one yes. way or another you know, um, and so with, with, with you, you know, I saw a video recently that you went and you, you went back to high school Yes. And you surprise your, your high school music teacher. And I didn't watch the whole video because I was, I was literally getting ready to order food. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. It's really cool. And I, I loved seeing, um, her reaction mm-hmm. to just seeing you in what I'm assuming was the stage of your, of the high school. Yes. And that outside influence obviously meant a lot to you. What other influences helped you kind of create this, this love for music that you have? Because it's, it takes a village sometimes to get people to where they're at, especially when it comes to stuff like creative talent and vocal talent and, you know, guitar, obviously your, 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 uh, your mentor taught you how to play guitar. So what, yeah. what other outside people helped you get to where you're at? Yeah, it's, if I, if I look back, so my mentor, his name's Clint Whitney, and he was the first person that like, I was four years old and my dad, he heard me singing in my room and I was like singing through this Fisher Price tape recorder. And he was like, oh my gosh, like he pulled my mom aside and was like, I think she can sing. And my mom, she's like, she's not a singer. So she didn't really know, but my dad kind of has some musical background, some um, he can sing a little bit. And so, um, 
he ended up taking me to our church. So my mentor, Clint, was the worship leader at our church at the time. And so my dad just had me sing for him and was just like, can you just tell us if like she can? And I sang and he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she can. And so then he put me on stage when I was four. So that was a huge piece of it. And then I think my music teachers over the years, um, like elementary school, um, trying out for solos, stuff like that. And then um, getting to high school, um, my my music teacher, we call her Doc. She has her doctorate in music. And so we ended up just calling her that. Um, And I'm trying to think of like, who else too? I think it's like also when I started, there were people that would come alongside um, one of my guitar players who started out with me. His name's Todd Campbell, and he just kind of took me under his wing and was just like there to help. Um, So it's just like things like that. I love that. that. Yeah, I I like I look back at my, you know, just influences for for what I do. And, and the person that comes to mind is my, my theater teacher who just recently passed away. Aww. You know, but he, like, I, I never, I was never good at anything. Like I wasn't like, I could play guitar, you know, uh, you know, I could play the G C D E, you know, the, the basic four chords and I can play for other people. Um, I was able to hold a tune at one point and now I can't, <laughs> you know, I was never, oh, yeah, no, right. Uh, <laughs> if you ever need a backup vocalist, I'm there. I will All be right. there. It will. I will. I will. I will both blind people and make people go deaf with the sound <laughs> of my voice. Um, but you know, I, I did theater and I was never really good at like acting. You know, uh, the one thing I was really good at was talking, and my theater teacher helped me yeah. kind of in like some of this this skills right here. And it was like, it was. It's it's good to have that that outside. You know, and also have the outside perspective of saying like, no, you can't sing, or no, you can't play guitar, or no, <laughs> no dude, just. Go work at McDonald's for the rest of your life because that's literally all that you're going to be able to do. Um, and and it's interesting to to see the, how instrumental like high school teachers are yes. to, to our development. And and I think you know. And if I don't know if you went to college or not, but sometimes even going into the college cycle is like can be a real good development for for young people. So yeah, definitely. When did you When did you realize that not only can you sing, but but you can also put together good good songs you know because like i used to sit down and like think that i was writing like good songs back in the day <laughs> and i would like come back to them like three days later and be like oh my god this is trash uh, <laughs> when did you realize that like hey i actually can do this yeah actually 2016 um so when i was 11 10 or 11 um my grandpa passed away from cancer and i found an outlet i started writing this song and I showed it to my friend on the playground and she was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so good. Like, you need to sing this at the talent show and all this. I'm like, no, like, I'm not doing that. No. And, um, but she actually, she had said, like, do you, do you want to be a singer? Like, is that something that you want to do? And I was like, I mean, that'd be cool. But like, I don't know if I actually could do it because I'm 10, you know, and I, I don't really know. All I have is like Disney Channel to look at at that point. But then so flash forward to 2016, I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I made the decision and I just started writing and it just it grew over time. Like the more songs that I would write, like the first song. Oh, gosh, like I did record it and it was on my um, five song record that I released in like 2018. I don't even have it online anymore because my sound has changed so much. But I think it just like 
it kept growing. I was like, okay, this song is just like not good. But I was like, okay, but I can just keep going. And then I would meet other writers too and get together with them and just try to exercise that muscle more with other people. And so it's, yeah, it, I think I ended up, there was one song I wrote, it's called Starstruck. And I remember after writing that, I was like, okay, I feel like, I feel like we're getting somewhere with this. So <laughs> Is, is Starstruck something that you have you released that? Yeah, I did. It's it's one of my older ones. I don't play it anymore, but <laughs> yeah. I think we need to get people who go to your shows to just start screaming, <laughs> play Starstruck. Starstruck. Play. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I do that. To, I have I have a bunch of friends in the business and I uh I I'll go to their shows and I'll be like, I'll just start screaming, play an Alter Bridge song, which is my, my favorite <laughs> band. And uh we went we went to an Alter Bridge show like a month ago. And I just ran with these friends and I randomly just shout out, play an Alter Bridge song <laughs> at the Alter Bridge concert. And everyone, nobody who, everyone who wasn't in on the joke just looked around at me like, dude, are Wait, you what? <laughs> it was, it was a very fulfilling moment for me. That's awesome. Um, so that, that first record that you released, that's no longer available online. Right. <laughs> um, how do I get a hold of this album? You can't. <laughs> So you won't even do like a like a like a like a, a besties hookup here and like be like here no. copy this. So I don't even have any more copies. I don't think of it. Um, well, copies. you there might be like a couple music videos still on YouTube. I mean, not trying to like show you this music, but it's just like it's crazy how far you can come. Like as, as you keep that consistency, as you keep figuring out who you are as an artist and what you love, like for me, I'm kind of the type of person that's like, I like having people around me to be like, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, yes, I know what I'm doing, but really learning to find my own in it. I think that's also been the coolest part of it. Like coming to country and being like, yes, this is what I love. And like finding out what I love and like trying to explain that in the studio too, like and, and also just like learning how to, I think learning that my voice is important, that this art is important and that it's good to speak up. Like you, no one will fight for this if I don't. And so that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned over the last, what, seven years of doing this now. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I look at people like, like Taylor Swift who I'm not a fan of. I don't like Taylor Swift's music. I, I really don't. There's nothing about Taylor Swift's music that I like. And, and I'm I'm going to get so many people coming after me for that, but <laughs> okay. I, Everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I have a microphone and a podcast and I get to tell my opinion. You know, if you don't like it, well, you should listen to the next week's episode where I have a different opinion. But but you know, the one thing that I've learned from Taylor Swift that I, that I like to iterate to people, especially people who are, you know, young women trying to write, come up in, in the music business is like, take control of your career, you know, like don't allow other people like, yes, have people that you listen to and you bounce ideas off of and, you know, help you write music or help you finalize it or whatever, or whatever the situation is. But then the day, like you're not going to be the artist you want to be unless you take ownership over the decisions that you're making. Yes. And yes. I, I guarantee you that there are people back when she started going more pop that were telling her, what are you doing? Yeah. This is not what brought you to the dance. Hmm. You know, like we made millions of dollars off of you playing country music poorly. Um, and now you're going to go and do this pop thing. And then she becomes the biggest pop star in the world. Yes. 
you know, so have that intuition is, is what I like to, to tell people. Um, now I know your, your bio mentioned some people that you, that you just like to, to kind of follow and, and kind of take inspiration from, but can you share a little bit more of, of the people who are in the business today? You know, the, the big names that people will hear, will know of that inspire you today, whether it be from a writing perspective or even just a business perspective. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I grew up listening to Carrie Underwood. I saw her on American Idol. Yes. And I love that she's not only insanely talented, but also she has been so consistent over the years personally. And I really look, I value that too. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's one thing if you're a good singer, but if you aren't like a great person to be around, like that's talent can only get you so far. Um, and character is a huge part of it. And so I just really look up to her as a person and as an artist. Um, Keith Urban, I've just always oh. loved his music. I've always loved like a good guitar and he just yes. plays so well. Um, and then <laughs> I, lis- I listened to Dolly Parton growing up. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, but then also on the business side as well, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ben Rector. So my sister ended up finding him like 10 years ago or something like that. And she showed me his music and I was like, oh, like he's really good. He's got that singer songwriter vibe. And um, he's really built this incredible music platform. And like, I think he was independent for a long time. He still might be independent. I'm not for sure. But um, I've just always valued how real of a person that he is. He's so genuine. He's hilarious, like great personality. Um, and he's just really built what he has, uh, independently. And so I'm just like, wow, for a person to be that driven to do it is incredible. So I really value that. And I know need to breathe. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that band too, but they were a very similar, like they were a band for many years and still are obviously, but, um, just when they started, they were grinding and grinding and grinding. And then now they're like a pretty big name. So it's just really cool to see. And um, just to have those examples too. Yeah. I, I love, I love seeing. So first of all, the one thing I, I ask you about Carrie Underwood here in, in a second, but the one thing that I love about each of those people that you mentioned, at least from my experience is that they are, they're, they're down to earth people that have every right to not be down to earth. Yeah, You know, like, like I've had the privilege of working with each of those. Well, Keith Urban and and Carrie Underwood briefly, wow. and uh, both of those people. I I I tell my girlfriend now. I said Blake Shelton, Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood, and a couple other people. They have the rights to be divas and rock stars <laughs> and like tell people, no, I don't want to talk to you. But they go above and beyond for the people that they're they're working yes. with. Um, so I want to ask you about Carrie Underwood because her last record I was not a fan of. Uh, denim and rhinestones yes okay not a huge fan of it because it felt like it was trying to do the taylor swift thing where you go from being like this real badass like carrie underwood like she to me epitomizes i call her the modern queen of country yeah on my my radio show that is no longer coming out but i i i I would call her this is the modern you know queen of country music like she's put out badass country music and if she was going to pivot to anything, I would say go pivot and do rock and roll. Yeah. You know, because she's done some of that on her shows. Yes. And, and I saw and, a video. It was crazy. Yeah. 
it was it the uh the walk this way one with- yes oh my god <laughs> it was I, so good it made steven tyler look amateur that's how good it was um but she was in a hurry because she had to go perform an american idol mm-hmm. and they were pulling her off the red carpet and i i stopped her for a second and she full stopped gave me her 100 percent attention and talked with me for like a good like two or three minutes wow you know but like didn't let anyone else tell her that she had to go somewhere or be someplace or do something. She took control of the moment and she could have easily said, I got to go. And I would have been like, I understand it's American idol. You're Carrie Underwood. Like you call the shots, but she stopped for a little unknown, you know, want to be reporter and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even press record. That's how nervous I was, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Keith Urban was the same way. Keith Urban, uh, like it was like five minutes before Idol was supposed to be on the air. Yeah. And this is when he was a judge. And his publicist is pulling him. <laughs> and I just shouted, Hey Keith, can I talk to you about cop car? And he does a full 180, turns around and says, Yes, let's talk about cop car. Oh my gosh. That's and awesome. Full interview. Like it was a quick interview, but gave me a full interview. And that one yeah. I did get. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I learned from my mistake. It was actually the same night, which is funny. But wow. Um, what were your thoughts? I'm just curious. What were your thoughts on Carrie Underwood's uh, latest record? Because I'm, I'm just curious. Well, so I just love Carrie. So <laughs> I think it was the Denim and Rhinestones. I would like jam to that in my car. Not going to lie, like on repeat. Um, but it is so much different. I think, what was it? Cry Pretty. Was that the one before Denim and uh, Rhinestones? I think, was, I think that was a single. Single? Okay. Because she had a record. I remember listening to it and, and that's when like oh, the like, sound you're right. you're really right. changed. It was like, oh, wow, this is like pop. This is different. Um, So I think her releasing that one and then this one, it was like it wasn't a shocker to me. And I think also that's kind of I don't know if that's what the industry is doing right now, where artists who have been doing it for a while, kind of like Taylor Swift, where you kind of venture out and you can do whatever you want at that point um Mm. but i always i just love her original country sound Mm -hmm. um to me that's the best but i mean i love her so i'm like okay whatever you do like (laughs) i know she's prepping for a new record this year okay i think it's this year next year she's coming out with a new record uh i'm gonna be curious to see what she does because i've heard I heard an interview recently, I think it was an interview on Stern where she mentioned that she's back in the studio and that she's doing, I think she's taking control of her, of her situation. Oh, which wow. Okay. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting just to kind of see the, the music industry where, where it's gone the last like 15 years, because it used to, it used to really be that like, if you were an artist, you wanted to be on a label and the label kind of controlled everything. Yeah. And, more and more you're seeing people take on this new business model of you being your own record label and then licensing the music out to distributors, which is an interesting concept. Cause then you can, you, you pay for the record, you pay for the record, you put the record out, like you produce it, you come up with all the artwork and everything. And then you just license it out. You get a licensing fee typically. Um, and they put it out and you get to control the process from start to finish. And it's like, Oh, so these big artists are starting to do what, all these YouTube stars did for many years and what, you know, what TikTok stars are starting to do these, these days is control, control the music. And so I want to yeah. know, I want to dive deeper into your creative process here. Yeah. Um, you know, like your most recent single, 
uh, came out last year mm-hmm. called Rodeo. I want to know about your your writing process because, like I said, I can't write to save my life. Like if if, <laughs> if, if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, there's a there's a sniper across the street. You have to write a decent <laughs> song." Yeah, you're gonna be dead. I'm just gonna be like, "Just shoot me now," um, <laughs> because I, I it, it's just gonna be a waste of my time uh, to to even try. Yeah. Uh, what's what's your process? How do you start with with a song? Do you do you have the melody first and then try to figure it out? You know, the music portion of it is it music and lyrics? Is it combination of the three tell me a little bit more about how you write your your music yeah i like having a good title i like starting out with that and but sometimes things will happen organically though like i'll just get an idea and i'll just sit down with my guitar and just kind of start playing some things and try to get a good feel of just what's in my brain i guess and try to articulate that on the guitar and then um but then sometimes I'll just have like a melody idea and I'll already know exactly what to play. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes it starts with the music. Sometimes it starts lyrically and m- melodically. Um, and then sometimes it's like, this is a good title. I just want to sit down with some of my favorite writers and just write this out. Um, so that will happen too. So when you, when you start with the title, because if I were ever to be a songwriter... <laughs> I think that's the route that I would go with because I tend to come up with good titles for stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the name of this podcast alone, the Ruben J show. I mean, that's just, yes. that's one of a, <laughs> one of a kind title right there. It is um, one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so that's, that's the route that I would probably like, if I were to be a songwriter, I'd be like, all right, I have this, this title. Uh, how do I, how do I make it into a song? Mm-hmm. So let, let's just say, Let's just say you you have a a song title in mind. Okay? Yeah. Let's uh just for for the sake of it, let's just call it Paper Straws. Mm-hmm. That's the song title that you have yeah. in your head. Um, what? How? Tell me a little bit more about how you would turn Paper Straws into a song. Yeah, I would start thinking about that exactly, um, and also maybe like symbolically. I don't know what it what it could mean um like the setting of it like where would you have a paper straw you'd have it at a restaurant or and mostly most likely like california because <laughs> here in nebraska we don't have paper straws <laughs> it was plastic so, shots fired <laughs> so not that there's anything wrong with paper straws but there's a lot of things wrong with paper straws well, i don't like them they disintegrate in in your drink so you know i would think about that too um and just like yeah, just like kind of the deeper meaning, I guess, if you can go much deeper with a paper straw, but yeah. <laughs> so let, let me, let me, uh, if, you, if you're cool with this, we can edit this out if it totally fails. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I want to play a game. Okay. That I just came up with off the top of my head. Okay. I'm going to give you a scenario. <laughs> and I want you to the best of your abilities just to come up with, uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, God, what's the word I'm thinking of? A hook. Okay, yeah. For, for, for paper straws, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a first date. You're at a at, at the local um, uh, milk shop, a milk milkshake shop, you know, the uh-huh. milkshake, you know, and things are going great. Yeah. You're a little nervous. <laughs> and you have a paper straw. Can you can you come up with, with a couple of lines on the spot? Okay. Let's see. 
so no, I'm overthinking it. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't overthink it. Let's just have no. fun. Yeah, let's if it, do it. Okay. If, if it doesn't work out, we'll just we'll cut like, it out. You know, like sitting at the corner booth. Like at the local milk shop, sitting across from you. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is awful. To be fair, I did pick a very hard like scenario to right. like, if it was no, like but- chasing sunsets, like that, that's an easy thing, <laughs> but like paper straws, like there's a, there's a straw right in front of me, which is how I got the word straws. Yeah. I love that. No, but it's good. Cause I'm like, okay, I gotta just be ready for anything, honestly. So <laughs> <laughs> I should have told you that just to FYI in the future, if I ever ask you to do an interview, I have like, I'll come up with random stuff on the spot yes. sometimes. Just no. <laughs> like, like what makes you think there'll be a second interview? Right. Right. <laughs> No. <laughs> you put me on the spot never again no i love it because it's like you just gotta you you and what i've learned in this business too is just you have to be ready for that you have to be ready to put yourself out there and if you look like a fool who cares like who right. who cares so, so we're it in. <laughs> what'd you say we're, we're gonna keep it in then we're not okay. editing it out. okay and uh your fans are gonna hate me they're gonna be like how dare he <laughs> and i'm gonna be like how dare i Oh gosh. <laughs> uh so you, you what I like about what you do on on TikTok is you bring in your audience. You make them part of the show, you make them mm-hmm. part of what you're doing even if they're not able to really interact outside of a comment. Um how long did it take you to get comfortable with a TikTok live because most people I know who are about your age are mortified about the idea of being any doing anything live. Yeah. So, and seeing you being kind of comfortable doing it, it's it's really interesting. So how long did it take you to get comfortable with that that concept? Well, thank you, first of all. Um, so I started doing lives uh, three months ago, I think. Love it. Um, yeah. So I had uh, somebody encouraged me. They're like, to really grow, you, you got to do lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they had noticed. And so I was like, okay, that did scare me. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like during COVID I did Facebook and Instagram lives. I did like living room concerts. Um, but it was, I didn't, I think I plugged in equipment, but it wasn't going through the phone. Like it was just like through a speaker and then the speaker, the phone would pick up the speaker. And so it wasn't very professional, but I was like, you know, I think people just want music at this point um so i i had some experience with that but then three months ago it was like go on tiktok and i was like oh my gosh people are so honest on tiktok i was like this will be this will be good i think this will be good for me and so i got a setup i had a friend help me um and just get like you know an interface get a mic get lighting um just a simple backdrop and so the first live i kind of treated it like a show like i would live um and so I had to realize that it's a little bit different. I know I'm still interacting with people in a live setting, like in person, but it's just it's just a little bit different because you have to keep TikTok engaged. You have to keep them watching as long as possible. And so the first live that I did, I was like, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. But then the second live that I did, it was like, oh, like this isn't very good. Like I wasn't interacting with them as much. And so I just had to acknowledge like, okay, TikTok is different. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's been so good because I think that how I've interacted with 
people on TikTok, it also translates into the live setting too. Like maybe I'm interacting with people a little bit more. So it just helped as, as each live, I was like, okay, that was a little bit better. And like one live, I had like eight people watching probably consistently for the hour that I was on. And I was like, you know, eight people, it's still eight people. I was like, it doesn't matter how many you just, you keep going and you give them the best that you have. And so I just was like, okay, we're just, we're going to keep this going. And, um, I started just talking to them more and then more people would start to watch and they'd watch longer. I also did like some challenge type stuff. Like, can I eat sour candy and then sing or can I eat spicy food and then sing? And so I think that helped to grow it a little bit because it was different. It was like, Oh, like, let's watch this. Like, I'm just curious, you know? Um, so I haven't done one of those in a while a after it's really grown. I was like, okay, well tell me what you want me to sing. And then people will request. And it's like, it's at that point now where I can't really get to every request. Yeah. So, which is awesome. I'm like, I want to play the song for everyone, but it's awesome that people, enough people are on and they want to hear, they, they're able to request. So, yeah. So I, I have a follow-up real quick on the spicy food challenge. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> California spicy is a lot different from Omaha, Nebraska spicy. Yes. <laughs> so, what so what is spicy for you? Like, 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 okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican. So like spicy for me is like, it has to be really spicy for me to actually be like, Oh my God, this is actually kind of hot. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, give me a good habanero pepper. Oh my gosh. That's, that's <laughs> where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you start seeing me tear up a little bit. Um, you know, but like, I'm the person that I'll go and get, you know, tacos and burritos or whatever. And I will drench it in hot sauce. Okay. It's, for me it's flavor more more so yes. than heat. every now yes. and then you get the heat <laughs> what um what was the spicy food of choice for this challenge <laughs> i got a pad thai <laughs> and i had the spice level okay but so my parents and i we we had dinner and we we were having pad thai and my mom ordered like a spice level four and it was really spicy like it was I don't think it was a four. That's the thing. I, w I wish you would have tried it or something just to tell me if it was spicy or not. And then we ordered it again and it was like, or maybe it was level three, honestly. And I, we ordered it again. It was not spicy at all. So I was like, how is this varying? And so I had to do the live and I was like, all I have is this not spicy. So I put Tabasco sauce on it because that's all I had. <laughs> and someone was like, no, not Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go as well as I thought. I'm going to send you a hot sauce. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because if, if Tabasco is the level that we're using as spicy. Uh-huh. Is that I even should... spicy to you? So it has a, so here's the thing. It, it's not spicy to me. It just, it just the vinegar in it just has a little kick. Yes. Um. So, but, again, in Omaha, Nebraska, that is probably like call the fire department. <laughs> The one you know. that you're going to send me probably is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I, you know, the, the problem is I don't want to, I don't want to kill you. So, um, I'll just be wise with it. <laughs> maybe I'll just send you some like extra, like, uh, flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> that yeah. will be That's like a normal, a normal spice level. Yeah. I could just do that for a TikTok. 
There you go. Just eat some some uh some hot Cheetos. And so how were, were you able to sing pretty decently with with whatever spice level you had? Yeah, it was fine. Um, the the first time I'm I not did this, spicy enough. It wasn't. No, honestly, I'll tell you, it wasn't. Um, and then which which is saying something because it doesn't take much for me. Yeah, uh, my yeah, I cannot handle as much. But with the sour candy, the first time that I did it, honestly. So I had a sour warhead. I had to like chew it first because I was like, I'm not singing with this. I'm going to choke. So I I finished it and I started singing and I had to stop the song because I was going to cough. I was like, I need water. Okay, this is harder oh than I thought. So it was it was harder than I thought. It, I was not expecting that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think sp- like like sour, like that's universal for the most part. Like, yeah, you're going to find, you know, sour candy no matter what spicy, I think, is where you have um some some interesting challenge so do you have any plans not to california uh i would love to um i know that we're trying to reach out to like texas and to california and start getting some shows i have a friend who lives out in california in san diego area she is a guitar player she's amazing um but she played in my band when she lived here and she ended up moving back there um like two years now i think it's been two years since she moved back so i'm trying to go visit her too and also like get some shows booked so yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so let's let's do this if you make it out to california uh let's do a tiktok live mainly so i can hopefully steal some of your audience uh let's do a tiktok live and we'll do a real spicy oh my gosh okay (laughs) we'll go and if it's down in san diego there's some good you like fish tacos sure i haven't really had i i don't know you like fish yeah okay so we'll go we'll find some good fish tacos down in san diego which is like you know there's a ton of great fish taco places down there uh and then i'll i'll bring some homemade hot sauce (laughs) oh my gosh i might die no (laughs) we'll go straight on 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 tiktok live and we'll do a challenge okay that sounds good and that's what we're gonna do. And so we need your audience <laughs> yes. to also uh, follow me, so yes. that I can also go live on TikTok at the same time because TikTok doesn't like me. So why? Uh, I'm just stuck at like 200 followers on TikTok. Like all my other really? social media are growing, but TikTok for some reason I can't can't do I, it. So. I feel like TikTok is very difficult, and it's it's been harder than I thought. So I started trying to post every single day, and I've been really consistent. There's a couple days that I've missed, but I thought for sure tiktok like that's the place like it's gonna take off and really it really hasn't there's one video with my dad and we did like this 80s rock music challenge and probably because yeah 80s is way more versatile i think nation worldwide um and so yeah so that ended up doing really well it has like 700,000 views um but also like you have to just keep going and also learn. I actually watched an interview that you did um, with the other TikTok star, and I cannot remember her name. Uh, was it Corinne? Yeah, I think. Was it one or was it two? I can't remember. But she was talking about how it's it's not about the views. Like she had to learn, like not oh, to yeah, really yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah, and so that's... I I loved listening to that too, just to keep that groundedness of it's not it's not about the views it's it's about the people really and Mm -hmm. so just 
trying not to get discouraged too if it doesn't really take off right now but something will you know if you if you oh, keep yeah. going hopefully <laughs> yeah so here's here's just you know i've been doing this for 15 years so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of advice on on the content creation side of things um a lot of times what you think is going to work isn't going to work right and what you think won't work will work yes it's just it's it's the most bizarre thing of what's going to what's going to take off and i'll tell you what what's really hot right now is youtube shorts yes and i've been doing that too yeah i was gonna say if you're not doing youtube shorts get on youtube shorts and and the bigger thing too is to record your content outside of any app so just on your phone edit it in in whatever editing software you you do and then upload it to each individual platform yes yeah won't go to like don't go to instagram and then download it from instagram and upload it everywhere else because for some reason the technology knows it's really yes. scary how the technology knows, but it will know that it's from a different platform and it will suppress your, your, your content. So just, yes. And that's that what I've mind. been doing too, uploading to each platform. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's what sucks though. Well, the only thing that sucks is that they all have different time limits. So like yes. TikTok, you know, for, for a TikTok vertical video, it can be up to, I think 10 minutes now for yes. some people, Yeah. but YouTube shorts, it's one minute. Instagram is 90 seconds. Yes. And it's like, I do. So I like to do, I actually edited a video last night of, of uh, trying this new Wetzel's concept out here. And the final product was three minutes long. Like now I have to get this down to 90 seconds for Instagram right. and then get it down to a minute for, for YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, how am I supposed yes. to do this? Yes. Uh, I, I feel that. I feel that so much. Yeah. I think it's easier though for, for, for songs because you can just take a shorter portion of the song and it really no offense to the musicians. Yeah. It doesn't take away so much as and actually it probably will hook people in to actually go and find the full version of it which is what i've done a lot of when it comes to like stuff like food review or like doing more scripted stuff it's like you need the full three minutes to really tell a story yes (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah so let's let's talk about uh a little bit more about what you got planned coming up because i'm I'm curious as to what 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 it looks like for you because every musician is different and i love it um, you know, the traditional artists are releasing a couple singles and then an album. Uh, the newer up and coming generation seem to be releasing one song every couple of months mm-hmm. and try to get that to go popular. And eventually they'll release, you know, a collection of sorts. Where, where do you stand on the release model for, for releasing music? Right. Um, I honestly don't know when I'll be <laughs> releasing another song. Um, but I do have songs that, are not recorded yet finished songs and so yeah it's it's kind of just waiting it out just a little bit um and start making some of those plans but i i know for sure i am going to get in the studio and record i just don't know when yet so paper straws will be out this fall oh yes Uh. (laughs) i'm sure i could do something with it (laughs) you know what's what's funny is if it comes out in like three years uh and it becomes a hit i will sue you (laughs) <laughs> but, but what if i what if i like gave you some of it <laughs> oh and then of course no no okay. lawsuit needed <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna good. i'm gonna keep this recording forever in yes. case there ever it's is a your song proof. <laughs> exactly. yeah. legally binding yeah. yes <laughs> uh, no actually, in reality if you do write a song called paper straws and it happens to make any sort of profit uh <laughs> and you decide that you want to give me part of it let's just donate it to charity because okay. i don't <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds good i'm down I'm with motivate that. you to write the song <laughs> <laughs> right i know and and it's 
that's one piece of it that I really need to get back into because I think that like I've been working on my voice. I've been working on um, social media and that takes up so much time. And so I'm like, I cannot forget as an artist to continue writing, to keep that creativity going. And I realized too, after it being, you know, some sort of stint of time that I haven't written, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really feel like I need to do it. It's, it's a part of me and I have to have to do it. So yeah. I, I so listened to, yeah, I listened to a podcast recently and I, I'm, I'm going to try to find it and send it to you. Um, and it was a guy who I believe he was just a writer. Like I think he wrote books. Wow. Yeah. Writer. And his advice to people in the creatives is just to do it and, and do it daily. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's important for people to, especially musicians uh, or people who are actually, who are actually creating art to sit down every day with their instrument. And even if you don't write a hit song, if you write a hook that you can save for later yeah, or a concept that you can save for later, or even if you write a really bad song, but you just keep that muscle going, I think it's yes. really important yes. because I think it's from my perspective Whenever I don't do an interview for a while, when I do finally do an interview, it's very choppy. So I have to constantly, even if I have no interviews planned, I have to go out and practice and like interview the barista at Starbucks or interview some random guy, you know, yeah. as I'm walking down the street, just so I can continuously have this skill honed up. Yes. And so I would challenge you, and you can say challenge accepted or not, <laughs> but take some time, you know, over the next... We're, we're, we're approaching, you know, June here pretty yeah. soon, but maybe take the month of June and just try to write a hook a day. Yeah. And just challenge yourself, set aside 30 minutes. And if it sucks, it sucks and just bank it away. You never know when that idea might pop up down the line. Yes. Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to in with you on July 1st and say, hey, this <laughs> okay. <to> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you know, the good thing with that too is if if you do find a couple of gems, you can translate that into some TikTok content. Yes, that's, yeah. That's what I love seeing is is like Charlie Puth <clears throat> did, and, you know, he created this whole new genre of like, here's the idea that I have, let's construct it together, and you you kind of film the process. Yeah. Um, for you on the content creation side, what is how much of your day is actually consumed by creating content? Oh gosh. Including like the process of uploading and like Yeah, all of it. All of it. I would say three, four hours. A a day? I think. Jesus. Like probably three for sure. Cause my brain is always like, Oh, I gotta do the next video and then I gotta edit this video and then I got a plan for next week and then like, okay, I got to learn this song for this and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you give yourself time to, to not think about the creative side of it? Honestly, over the, I think last Sunday I decided it was mother's day. I decided mm-hmm. to, I'm not going to do any videos. I'm not going to really even look at my phone. I am just going to, 
be present with my mom, but also I'm just going to sit here on the couch and try not to feel guilty, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, I, I'm the type of person I love it. I love to be busy and I love doing it, but also I do have to step away because I think it, it can be, you might lose it a little bit or because I think there was one point last week I was like, I feel like I'm just trying so hard. Like I just need a minute take a step back and just remember, okay, my why, why am I doing this? Okay. I'm doing it because I feel called to do it. I, you know, I love people. I want to get my music, get this out to as many people as possible. And so, yeah, it's, it's a crazy process, but. Yeah. I, what, what I've learned is to bank as many pieces of video as possible and then just release them as I go yeah. as opposed to trying to create a whole new piece of content every day when it comes, when it comes to the mental strain of it. Like if yeah. you're in a great spot where you're like, Hey, I feel great. I'm happy. You know, my, you know, nine to five is good. My whatever relationships that I'm, you know, pouring into is good. Mm-hmm. Creatively, I'm writing music and everything's good and I can create this content every day. Great bank stuff for when the days come that you're just like, I just want to chill today. Yeah. Or I'm burned out. So I'm going to force myself to chill. Yeah. You have something in the bank that you can just upload and not have to think about it twice. Yes. Uh, and what I've learned too is for the most part, the people who are your true audience and your true followers and people who really believe in what you're doing, they'll understand if you reuse a video or if you don't upload at all, because you know what? I just need a day. Yeah. Like that's, what I love about building a good community, which yes. is what it seems like you're building. Mm, thank you. I was, I was looking at some of the comments on, on your last live and I don't think I saw one negative comment. Wow. Well, I did have a moderator. So. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the moderator is really good at the job, but, but like, you know, for the most part, even with mods, yeah. you know, you still see people that will mm. make fun of, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. And, They'll make a comment about, especially when it comes to females, for some reason, it's, you know, people like to pick on females yeah. and make, make comments about whatever. And I didn't see anything, even mm-hmm. stuff that got blocked, like may, that could have gotten blocked. I was really happy just seeing people supporting what you were doing and requesting music and just for the most part saying how great of a singer you were, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you're doing something right on that. Thank side you. It is cool. I feel like something really cool and beautiful it's is happening in those tiktok lives and somebody i've had a couple people one one person shared that they were diagnosed with cancer um and i told him hey i'm gonna be praying for you and then people were commenting sending prayers like we're praying for you and like just that encouragement i was like wow that is so cool that this is an environment where it's encouraging and um or they're just like you know and there was somebody else too who did that as well and it's yeah i just i love what's what's happening and you know there are sometimes those comments that are like yeah just rude and but i just have to ignore them move on and just yeah shake it off pretty much (laughs) shake it off yeah that's i mean at the end of the day that's all you can do yeah you know because if you if you acknowledge them give them power yes um you know, which is 
a lesson that I've learned in old age is if you <laughs> trolls will come back for more. Yeah. Uh, and and then also if you if you if you actually give it any room in your head, that's when Oh yeah. That's when it can turn dark. Yeah. And there was one live, um, maybe one of the first or second. There was somebody was like saying that my pitch was not good or something like one of my strengths that I know that I have and you know sometimes I have my moments but um it was like one strength that just I felt like they just kept commenting and commenting on that and that was before I figured out actually how to have a moderator but it was good learning though because I was like no that's not true that's you know just move on like stop and so, but they were just incessant. It was like, they were trying to wear me down. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. But I was like, you just keep going. You just keep singing and just try to get out of your head. So. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those moments where you're like, get, get behind me, Satan. Cause yes, that, yes. That Truly, straight. I was like, okay, God, help me. Help me do this. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's it, it's, it's sad that people have that much time to spend, you know, just trolling people. Right. And they, they like doing it. And I'm just like, well, maybe find something else to do. <laughs> right. Like, so, so I, I'll get in like internet wars with people, you know, but I don't yeah. seek out, like, I don't seek out any of the, you know, people will just come and they'll comment on something yeah. and I'll be like, all right, you want to throw down? Like, let me, let me show you like what it's like to throw down with somebody like me, you know, like, yeah. I you apart. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not like going around looking for people and being no. like, Oh, you look stupid. You know, like, no, that's just not who I am. Like I'll, I'll defend myself and defend my thoughts and defend my stances and, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to go out looking for fights because mama taught me, don't look for none if you don't want some. Yeah, you know? exactly. And um, I would not want to be on the other side of that with you <laughs> I would not. i'm out you win whatever <laughs> no. because i will you know I, I i tend not to insult people anymore but i tend to like just completely tear apart their thoughts you know because i'm like okay you're saying this but in the same sentence you're saying that how do you mm-hmm. reconcile and they're just like it's just for me after a while i just have to stop because yeah that's when like they start insulting i'm like all right if you start insulting somebody in a debate you know then you know you lost the debate so i'm just yeah. gonna it's gonna and walk away. Like, okay. <laughs> I would. I, full disclosure. I would never uh, do that. To you. <laughs> yeah. so no, I know. <laughs> yeah. You are. You are a sweetheart of a person. Oh, so, thank you. Um, one last thing that I want to talk about um, yeah. is because I've noticed this in your videos, and uh, it's it's the one thing outside of like your talent and just general entertainment that I notice. But you have a really great fashion sense. Thank you. Like, That's so I, nice. I, I see your video, like the one video you did with your dad, I think it was a country, 80s country or 80s rock, whatever. You had a really, like, really cool top on. You're wearing a, a killer jacket right Thanks. now. It's got um, some you can't really see. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, I need <laughs> a version of that jacket for myself. Yes. <laughs> um, because I would wear that. And do you, are you a wrestling fan at all? Have you ever watched any professional wrestling? No, not really. Okay. I'm going to send you a, a video later of my favorite wrestler. And he has those like little things. Oh yeah, the fringe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you, and you'll be like, okay, you'll see exactly what I'll be doing I all day. <laughs> it's hilarious. But where, where? Tell me a little bit more about like how you style yourself because I, I think it's really really incredible and and it fits a vibe. Thank you. Know? You it's not just having fashion sense for fashion sense sake sakes. It actually fits a vibe and fits the brand of which I believe you're trying to portray. Thank you. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I try to go for the more country look because that's where my genre, that's my genre. Um, so I'll just look online um, for stuff. I'll also, one of my friends, um, Lindsay, she has her own boutique called Golden Road Boutique. And so this, this jacket is actually from, from her boutique. And so hers is very like Western wear type, type stuff. Um, also Boot Barn. I like to shop at Boot Barn. Um, I actually don't have real cowgirl boots yet though so that needs to happen <laughs> probably soon um so yeah i and i also text my best friend too because i'm like hey what do you think of this do you think this is cute and she's like yeah i love it or she'll be like maybe not that one maybe this one so like i like to ask a couple people too that i know have really good fashion sense um and my friend caitlin um in california who played guitar with me she is also she has amazing fashion she got me into the like bell bottom flare jeans and Love so it. yeah so i'm like that kind of enhanced my look even more so it's like okay I, we have something going here so <laughs> yeah i love it. It, it you have a good good sense of style <clears throat> and uh with with the music and and the v overall vibe it, it's a, it's a full package and thank I'm you excited to be able to watch from a distance as you as your career you know continues to to move forward um, real quick for people who are listening to the podcast version of this, uh, I need to let you know that Kaylin and I are going to continue this conversation briefly on TNN radio. Uh, so this upcoming week, tnnradio.com, uh, tune in for an exclusive portion of this interview that's going to air on that station. Uh, and also I believe one of her songs will also be playing afterwards. So make sure to head over to tnnradio.com to catch the exclusive portion of this conversation um we're gonna wrap up the podcast now um but is there anything else any shows upcoming that you want to to talk about briefly or uh i know you have scrunchies for sale yes uh, that like i'm excited i'm gonna buy some um <laughs> not for me not for me okay uh my producer is probably going over there being like is there something he's trying to say no it's from my <laughs> girlfriend i'm gonna buy her some i scrunchies. love that oh you know, it was her birthday and I need to buy her a present. So that's going to be, <laughs> that'll be her awesome. present. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell, tell everybody what, you know, any shows that are coming up, any, any ways they can support you. Yes. Um, so I'm opening for Jake Owen oh, on June yes. 10th. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're oh good. My gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to have that conversation real quick. So it's going to be a bonus round. I totally I forgot that. about the Jake Owen thing. Tell me how that came to 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 be because that's that's really freaking big. Thank you. Yes, I I'm blown away. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, so we have a friend who works for Stir Cove in Council Bluffs, which is a pretty big concert venue in my area, and it's one that I have dreamt of playing at since I started. And so it's a huge check off the bucket list. Um, but he gave my mom a call. And, uh, he was like, I've, I've been trying to keep Kaylin in mind for some bigger shows. And we had this one come up, like, how would she feel about opening for Jake Owen at Stir Cove? And the funny thing is that I was like, mom, can I just like be in the conversation, but not like, can you put it on speaker and I'll just listen. And that was a bad idea because I was just like, oh my gosh, what? Like I had to like get up from my chair and I almost like fell over on the couch. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just in that moment um but at the same time it was like wow this is so cool um so i'm just super honored to open for him i hear he's amazing i've never seen him um live yet but 
he, I hear he's an awesome person. He has a great live show and I'm yeah, super excited to be a part of it. He's got a great team too. Yeah. Great team people. And I, I know I've, I've, I've had experience with people in the past who have opened for him on a couple of shows and then his team kind of takes those artists. Yeah. And, so there's a lot of potential there. Um, so cool. And the other thing too, is he wanted a local, he specifically, yeah, right. he specifically wanted that. And so I just think that's so cool. I'm like tucking that away. Remember that. And yeah, so cool. Yeah. If you're, if you're ever in the position where you're looking for, you know, opening acts at different shows, yeah. local acts are the way to do it. Cause it, it, it and they help bring people as well yeah, to the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, a lot of times they don't tend to stick around. Um, right. You, know, you get, but, um, yeah, we call it, you get Omaha. So <laughs> in Omaha, um, people will come for the opener cause they know the local band, but then they'll leave. And I'm like, that's honestly so sad. I'm like, just stay for them. You know, they came all this way, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on that. That's huge. Thank uh, you. I hope that helps, uh, introduce you to a much wider audience of, of, mm. of artists and yeah um just take advantage of it because it's, it's a big deal um i have to figure out if i can get to omaha on june 10th dude that'd be sick <laughs> i would like to be there for that for that moment that's like well that's like two weeks away right uh, i know it's crazy are you nervous um i haven't thought about it too much yet i have my set already i'm i'm having rehearsals with my band um starting on monday so i'm excited they're a great group of guys the the guys that i have it's a miracle that they're even still in nebraska with how talented that they are um my guitar player who played with me in omaha he moved to nashville but he's coming back for the show and i'm so grateful i'm so excited to have him yeah love it yeah i i just want to give you uh one little piece of advice yes and first of all, let's take advantage of the moment, but take a second to take it in when you're on stage. Yes. Because those moments, there's certain days in your life that you'll look back on and be like, man, I was there, but I can't remember. And it tends to be like, you know, like weddings, funerals, and like big events like this, where there's so much anticipation for the day. Yes. And, you know, depending on what the occasion is, sometimes you just want to get it over with. Sometimes you're just so excited to get on that stage. And then you forget to to take a moment when you're on that stage and breathe in and just listen to the crowd, smell the aroma of the beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> take that mental picture and be like, okay, this is a day that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life and potentially a day that helped change the course of your career. Mm. So take that moment and, and yes. take it in. Yes. Thank you for that. And then with that, how can people support you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, you can follow me on social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, at Kaylin Saws, K-A-Y-L-Y-N-S-A-H-S. Um, and also you can go to my website as well. And uh, Kaylin Music, no kaylinsaws.com oh my gosh it used to be kaylin music it's kaylinsaws.com and uh you can get scrunchies you can get merch um if you want to check that out that'd be awesome all of it helps awesome well this has been the ruben j show make sure to uh head over to your favorite podcast platform leave a five star review and share this interview with someone you think that might enjoy uh the most random of conversations uh with an incredible artist um 
And with that, we'll be back next week with more. Stick around. Head over to TNNradio.com this week to listen to my exclusive portion of this conversation with Kaylin.